Hey, everybody. Welcome in. It's The Wrap with Tom Mazaway and company. Clarence Black has the day off. He'll be back next week. Welcome in to the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios at NRM Streamcast, along with Stevie Mack and Ethan Perlman in the house here. Thanks to David behind the glass with Duke Ellington as well. And uh, thanks to uh, Ivan Mazel for joining us on the last show. And we're going to expect Kevin Allen. 35th year covering the NHL, and we're going to talk a little hockey. Who seems to have it right, guys? There's not been one COVID mishap so far in Canada. They're playing all their games in the East in Toronto, all their games out West. They're playing in Edmonton. And basketball's doing pretty good as well. Baseball, obviously, we know there's a couple of teams. Miami, of course, struggled early with COVID, and the Cardinals. Uh, hopefully just starting to get going here again, and we'll see what happens there. But have you guys been following the NHL, Ethan? Uh, I have been on and off. Um, Did you watch that five-overtime game? I watched a little bit of it. It went on for a long time, so I did not watch it all the way through, no. Well, isn't it kind of fun (laughs) to just turn the TV on at like 11 in the morning? and It's it's like the Olympics. Hockey's on. I mean, you got Mm -hmm. the playoffs. They're on. Stevie, you don't look too excited. No, I mean, I just think for me, it's like I'm just glad to have sports in general back, like whether yeah. it's baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever it is. Admittedly, I haven't been watching the restarts for the NBA or NHL very much outside of like the things that get posted on social media and things like that. So I've been in tune with it there. But yeah. if as far as like actually tuning in and watching the games, no, I haven't been as much. Well, I think the NHL's got it right. And it, like I said, it feels like the Olympics. You put it on TV in the, in the morning mm-hmm. in the early afternoon, and there's a game on. So I, I, I love it. And they're going game to game, back to, you know, clean the ice, play another game. It's, it's well, been great. And they had to postpone the game after uh, that five overtime game yeah. because it was too late. It was. It was, yeah. It was. But it's all working. And Kevin Allen joins us right now. 35 years covering hockey. Used to do it for USA Today. Kevin, how are you? Doing great. And, you know, I agree with your comparison. It does feel a lot like the Olympics that, you know, you just turn on your TV and at all hours you find a, it's great. Uh, you know, a hockey game. And the competition has been just excellent. It's been awesome. How about that five yeah. overtime game the other night? I mean, that the what is it? The fourth longest in in hockey history. Yes, it is, and I uh, I really liked it. Uh, I felt compelled after listening to Mike Milbury suggest that maybe <laughs> we should switch to a three on three. Or, oh God, please! Uh, or a shootout? That uh, no, not for playoffs. No hockey. way. Like, uh, um, although I will. Uh, you know, I've told the story in my column, but years ago, the first person to suggest that to me was actually Igor Larionov. Oh, wow. A guy, a guy that I really respected. And his thought was that the fatigue factor becomes the overwhelming and overriding uh, factor in, a, in an overtime that goes too long. And he didn't like that that uh, determined sort of the outcome of, a, of an important game. He preferred it to... He settled. Uh, he's a big soccer fan who suggested it would be better to go to a shootout. I, I, I love Igor and I respect him a lot, but I uh, politely disagreed on that front. <laughs> hey, we love him here too. We love the professor here in Detroit. And Kevin Allen joins us. Uh, what series right now is is you think going to be the best one going forward? Well, I'm starting to wonder. Uh, I, I've really become fascinated by the Vancouver Canucks and. Uh, uh, you know, I had written before uh, the the first round of the playoffs that I started to view them as a team that starting next season, 2021, we're going to see them as a top contender. But 
I'm starting to wonder whether it might be this, uh, uh, you know, this season. Um, They've been very impressive to me, and uh, I don't think it's over against the St. Louis Blues, but um, that's a fun series, and that's a fun team to watch. And, um, you know, Quinn Hughes is a a phenomenal young defenseman, and Brock Besser is is a big shot guy, and Pedersen, of course, is, you know, going to be a star, and Bo Horvat, they've got a goalie in. Jacob Markstrom. I mean, you know, they're almost like, uh, uh, you know, a prototype for how you want to sort of build a team. They sort of have it all. So um, that's the most intriguing uh, series to me, simply because I I, I think uh, the Canucks are almost like a mystery team to everyone. They've, uh, uh, I think everybody thought that, you know, they just were hot this year, that uh, everything went right for them, and they would fall back to earth, but it never happened. And now we're in the postseason. It's a few months later, and, boy, they, they look terrific. So um, I keep an eye on that series. Well, look at the Blues last year, how they came on from nothing. And, you know, it might be – maybe it's the Blues that are getting getting the Canucks going. I mean, maybe it's the jinx of 1994 when they lost to the Rangers. <laughs> they should have won that series. Then the stinking Rangers, now they win the number one draft pick, which is killing me. Because I'm a, I'm a New Jersey guy, and I grew up an Islander fan. All my friends were Ranger fans. I was an Islander fan until the Devils came to town. But speaking of the Islanders, they're, they're looking pretty good, and I think that's a team for the future. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like that team. I, I picked them to win that series just based on the fact that I, I think uh, Barry Trotz knows too much about the Washington Capitals. Yeah. Plus, I think uh, defense still rules, and um, – not many coaches do it better than Barry Trotz. And, you know, my only question was whether or not they would score enough. They're, you know, they're a bottom third uh, scoring team. But, uh, you know, you watch that first game and it didn't feel like the Capitals knew how to deal with, uh, um, you know, the balanced scoring that the Islanders sort of rely on. And uh, usually when you talk about a team uh, scoring by committee. It's code for we don't, we can't score. Very yes, often. of course. Um, but but in this case, uh, you know, I think the Islanders do manage to get some goals, kind of uh, uh, kind of up and down their lineup. And and uh, you know, even though they didn't score three goals per game during the regular season, I I think they might be able to get enough uh, to make some noise in this. But uh, I, I I agree with your assessment. I I like the Islanders a little bit. I'm not sure that I would take them to. Uh, make a long run, but uh, certainly early in the playoffs here, uh, their defense is enough to get the job done. Kevin Allen joins us, longtime NHL, covers it like nobody, 35 years and running. And uh, I wanted to ask you about this draft lottery and taking it from a New Jersey Devil fan that I am. And I'll take you back to the Mario Lemieux days when Pittsburgh literally was falling all over each other against the Devils on a home-and-home series uh, tripping over themselves to get Mario Lemieux. Devils got Kirk Muller. Not bad, but not Mario Lemieux. But the Rangers, a playoff, you know, bubble team, getting the number one pick when our Detroit Red Wings here, are the worst team by far, are sitting at the number four spot. What what can they do better, Kevin? Well, um, I, I think the NHL uh, during this uh, pandemic got everything right in preparing uh, to, to play, except for how to deal with the uh, the draft lottery, and um, you know the way it's turned out, uh, it it you know it, it could have been worse. Uh, you know, as I said, like if the Penguins would have got oh god 
Lafreniere, <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs, if the Edmonton Oilers. Like, yes. You can at least make an argument that the New York Rangers might not have made the playoffs if we had had uh, um, continued the regular season. Like, they were a bubble team. They could have yes. gone either way. But I, I, I think the fact that the Red Wings were uh, so poor this season and so much worse than everyone else, it really looks bad that they're you know sitting in the fourth spot uh, while the New York Rangers. Um, it, it really isn't keeping within the spirit of what the draft's supposed to be about. Now, saying all that, there is uh, kind of a new uh, world order in terms of how you root for your team. Uh, in the days of Mario Lemieux, when you're tanking, it was not socially acceptable to tank. Everybody right. looked down upon teams Absolutely. who tank. And today, it, it's an accepted practice. There's almost two layers of rooting, and this is true in all sports. Um, if uh, Look at the Astros. You your, yeah, you root for your team to win, and if that isn't going to work for you, then you switch and you start rooting right. for it to lose so true. you can get a better draft pick. Like I, our Lions. Yeah, well, that's exactly what happened last year with the Detroit Lions. Obviously, I grew up in Michigan. It's every year, Kevin. Lion. You know that. Yeah, 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 it is. But I, I'm, uh, uh, I, I root for the Lions, and uh, my son and son-in-law and I are on a kind of a group text all the time. And <laughs> in the middle of last season, my my sons were both rooting for the Lions to lose to get a better draft position. And it's so foreign to me, but it is a justifiable way to root for your team now so it's 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 totally acceptable the <laughs> maple leafs and the buffalo sabers uh uh certainly did that as uh they were trying to get the, the sabers ended up with uh, jack eichel and yep. austin matthews uh, so how about the I devils wonder. lose for use <laughs> that didn't yeah, work out no, so all good all so that, yeah. I, it's hard for an old guy like myself to accept that um <laughs> i get it on an intellectual level but i'm bothered by it I'm, I'm, on the emotional level, but um, I, I, I do think, and I believe this, that at the next general manager meeting, the lottery concept will be revisited. Sure. I think there were a lot of people that were sort of bothered by this. Um, and you have to have a lottery. I, I'm going to agree, you have to have some form of lottery. Yeah, but how about um, the top three teams? The worst three well, teams, I mean. I, I, I don't mind their being a, a team not in the playoffs having a, a long shot chance at winning it. I think it adds some level of excitement. It does. But I think but I think the percentages have to be altered. Like you've got to have better than an eighteen percent chance of getting a number one pick when you're the worst team. Um, you know, we we gotta do better than that. So I would I would just alter the percentages so if if you're the worst team you're still more than uh, have uh, a better chance than we have now, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if we change those percentages. Kevin Allen joins us, 35 years covering the NHL. All right, give me your uh, Stanley Cup final and give me your champion. Um, boy, it's, it's tough. It's uh, early. I know it's early. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, I, I'm going to kind of go on in the limb there because they're kind of beat up a little bit, and I'm not even sure for sure they're going to even get out of this first round, but I. I'm going to take Tampa Bay getting in yeah. um, from the uh, from the East, and uh, I like that. yeah, and in the West, I'm going to go with the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh wow! And uh, and I'm taking the Vegas Golden Knights to win it all. Wow! Uh, you know, there's something about that Golden Knights team that I like. They got a little bit of everything. Like they're not uh, uh, one player dependent. They have good scoring up and down their lineup. They got top players. They don't have 
great players. They got top players. Their defense, say Theodore has uh, really kind of stepped up and become a top player, but you know he's not a superstar. And of course, they've got great goaltending. In the past, we it was Mark Andre Fleury, but now it's Robin Leonard. Amazing. And, uh, Former they, Islander, they, right? Yeah, and they and they 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 plant on this. Like people say, well, you know, they got Robin Leonard just in case, in case of the. Fleury uh, got hurt. I, I say baloney to that. I think they saw this coming. I think Mark Andre Fleury didn't look quite right to them in the regular season. They thought, you know, we have a chance to win this, and Leonard's playing really, really well in Chicago. So um, I like what they're doing there in Vegas. I like the construction of their team, and so I got to Vegas over Tampa for that. How, how does a team uh, two years old like that, Kevin? Well, how how did they build them so well that? They're competing. You know, they already competed for a Stanley Cup, and now you think they might go for a second here. I, I and I do. Well, I mean, I think they changed the rules, so you're going to pay the amount of money that you now pay for an expansion team. You right. know, you you know, you got to give them something, and I think they got a a credible team to start out. Just an incredible team, um, but I think they've worked at it. They proved like the Mark Stone acquisition. Like they got more out of that expansion draft. Than they should have gotten. George McPhee just did a masterful job yeah. of manipulating everything to get you know more players. And uh, you know they've already drafted well. They've made some nice trades, and they looked over in Europe. and And I, I like the concept. Like I said, they don't have unbelievable players, but they have top players. And I think that's a good strategy to have because you know the more superstars you have, the uh, in a salary cap, it makes it difficult to surround them with good. Uh, uh, complimentary players, and they have really good complimentary players. And last thing uh, before I let you go, how about this new Seattle Kraken team? Where are they going to play? Are they playing at Key Arena? And uh, wh- yeah, what's well, their future it's like? Uh, it's renovated. Okay, you know, they're going to have the same uh, expansion draft set up that the Golden Knights. Okay, uh, got, but they're not. They're not going to get same level of players because the GMs have all gone to school now. They've gone through the process. Yep. They're not going to give away the farm like the GMs did for the, the Golden Knights. They're not going to give up, protect this guy, two or three or four assets um, like they did to George McPhee. So, you know, uh, I think they'll say to the, to the Seattle crack, and okay, you want that guy? Take him. I'm not giving you, you know, three <laughs> pieces uh, not to take it. So I, I don't think they'll do quite as well. I think they'll get quality goaltending. Um, but I know everyone's excited. The fan base there, they, they sold out quicker than the Vegas Golden Knights did. Amazing. Um, so there's, there's a lot of excitement about it. I think people absolutely love the name. It was a marketing bonanza. They really did a good uh, job. Yeah, they did. They did an outstanding job. And, you know, we're up to 32 teams now. And I think uh, uh, the importance of that is – and Conjunction with what we're watching here, with the uh, you know the five round playoffs, is, is that I think it's time to revisit um, the playoff format that we have. Yes, and I'm not sure if 24 teams is the answer, but I think we need sort of a baseball style play in. I like that. Uh, yeah, and it's it's so exciting in baseball. I favor the single elimination because I think it's just so much fun. Oh, that's great! Uh, or best of three, like the old days. Well, that that's where I think we're, we're headed. I, I do. I think we're headed to a best of three. Um, but I, I I think it would be more fun if we had a single elimination. Sure. But I'm pretty sure the GMs won't like that. They're a pretty conservative bunch. 
I appreciate you coming on, but I lied to you. It's one more question. It's on the Red Wings. What do you think going forward with Stevie Iserman? Uh, how do you put us back on the map here in Detroit? Well, I, I think any, anyone who's watching this tournament realizes that Steve Eisenman uh, is not lying when he says it's going to take a while. Um, <laughs> you know, the Red the Red Wings don't have a team that can compete with any of these 24 teams that we saw uh, here. Um, you know, I like a lot of their younger players. Um, I think you just need to give Steve Eisenman time, and he'll get this turned around. This Tampa Bay team, this is pretty much all Steve Eisenman. Um, and I think you'll see that with the Red Wings. I, I think everyone should have faith that he knows what he's doing, and uh, I think the people in Detroit too. I think he can really do no wrong. Um, and I think, given time, you know, he'll turn this team around. And you know, I, I think he'll get a, an exceptional player at number four. I think uh, uh, I'm not sure whether um, he'll take Cole Perfetti or Drysdale or what he'll do, but I, I'm pretty sure he'll get a player who's going to help the Red Wings. Hey, Kev, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you, and it's fun talking hockey, man, at this time of the year. What the heck, right? Yeah, absolutely. You call me anytime. You got my number. Thanks, Kevin. You can follow Kevin on Twitter at Allen. Of course, he's everywhere as well. Uh, great great to have him on. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it, man. Uh, guys, guys, I covered you there, all right? You, you, didn't, you didn't love hockey, but I think I did a pretty good job of covering your asses. What do you think, Ethan? I think you did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I took all your questions away. <laughs> they were all great questions, though. So, so we no, got no complaints. I'm still pissed, man, that the Red Wings, how as bad as they've been, and as poor as they, and they tried, man. They weren't dumping. They nope. tried, and they were still 30 mm-hmm. points worse than any other damn team in the league. And they're picking fourth. That bothers me. But see, something that was brought up when you guys were talking was. <clears throat> You know, revisiting the the odds when it comes to the draft lottery and stuff. Yeah. But I'm also one of those people that I truly believe if there's a draft lottery and th- and it really realistically is half of the you know major four sports because we got it in basketball, we got it in hockey. I really think it should be in all four sports. I do not like the idea of knowing. I mean, I, I understand tanking and I get it. And you enjoy but it, right? I, I do enjoy it. I mean, we to, all to do, a point. right? I, Lions, I, we want them to lose. I, mean, you know, if, I do enjoy it to a point, but, then, but then it sometimes makes the game so unwatchable. When you know this team's trying to tank, and it, it just does—you can't watch it. Or if both teams are trying to tank, and they're just throwing the ball everywhere, doing whatever. I'm for it being in all four sports, but I agree with some, like, I believe, top five. The top five worst teams yeah. should be the only five— they that have a shot, at, have a shot at the number one. And but I like his idea, too, because if you have a team that didn't make the playoffs, at least you have, like, a 2% chance of, of stealing that number one yeah. pick. Yeah, but I'm more for having the top five teams, you know, in the lottery for the number one pick, and then two, th- or re- yeah, realistically, whoever doesn't get the top pick, okay, now we're putting everyone that didn't make the playoffs in the lottery for two through whatever. I well, then think, it still could be the Red Wings could still get screwed. Then. I mean, they could, but they have better. They would have a better chance if it was the top five teams going for the number one, and them having the best odds out I like, of those five. I like the four worst teams. Okay, they have the lottery for the first four picks. Okay, everyone else lottery for the rest of the rest of mm-hmm. the first round. Okay, or how about the lottery? The two. How about the two worst picks? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's four four yeah. teams in there. Yeah. We're going to get two of those teams. We're going to get one and two. Mm-hmm. The rest, you go, the other two get thrown back in the pile, 
there's a long shot that the Red Wings, Red Wings would have been screwed anyway yeah. in that scenario because they got number four. Mm-hmm. But I think there's got to be – and they're going to change it. You heard, Kevin. They, they will visit it. And he said it's basically the only thing they did wrong because they have not had a COVID test come up positive. And Canada, let's face it, they're outdoing us here. Canada yeah. is beating the U.S. That's why their borders are closed. Maybe that's, that's maybe that's why they don't want Toronto Blue Jays playing baseball. That's a fact. They don't want they don't want us Americans to, to go over there and wreck things. Although I do like the the name the Buffalo Blue Jays. I, love I it. do love that. name. I watched a game the other day in this new stadium in Buffalo. <laughs> Not new stadium. It's a Triple A yeah. stadium that they put millions of dollars mm-hmm. in, and the the place looks great. They were wearing their old blue uniforms. Yeah. You know those blue. You know Milwaukee had them. The Cardinals yep. had them. The the Royals had them. Mm-hmm. I love that, and they they looked great. It was fun watching them. They they were hitting a lot of home runs the other day as well. Have you been following baseball at least, Stevie? Oh, yeah, definitely. I've been following baseball a lot, especially with the uh, Tigers here over the past few weeks. The Tigers got a a tough streak coming up. They got, what do they got, the Cubbies? They got the the Indians, the 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 Cubbies. Then the White Sox. But how many games? Like eight. The next eighteen games are against these teams. Yeah, I remember yeah. I was yeah. I was watching the game the other day, and I think it was like Monday or Tuesday, and it was when they wrapped up a series. I forget who it was against, but they wrapped up the series, and they said, "Okay, after today, they don't have an off day till the end of August, so mm-hmm. they play pretty much the next three weeks straight." And no there'll probably stopping. be some double headers in there as well, especially if weather takes over a game. It, you know what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. You go, you're going to Chicago, and you live. We live in Michigan. Of course, there, there's a good chance we're going to have a rain out every now and there's then. No question. But I'm also the, under the impression with the Tigers, you're in because because of how they're doing it this year with the interleague play being you only play the NL Central, right? And then you play your division the other forty games. Um, I'm under the firm belief that even though the Tigers have lost their last two. They still have a legitimate shot of winning the division because you're because you're in you are you are in a you are in probably the worst possible interleague and your divisional play. Everyone's going to beat up on everyone. The NL Central is no slacking matter aside from Pittsburgh, right? And you know, right now, thankfully Saint, Pittsburgh, and, and right now St. Louis because they can't figure out a way to be healthy. But I like your idea about St. Louis first of all. Oh yes, forfeit those games and just move on. I mean, because That's it. because the the league you broke the rule. The league can prove that they broke the rule. Same yeah. with Miami. Yeah, and yeah, you're you're forcing other teams to not be able to play or play more games than you have to. Mm-hmm. You know, in a row. Yeah, which is bull. I mean, right now they're two and three, and they'd be winning the NL Central <laughs> if it ended just today. Just like Purdue in 1918 exactly. at one and zero, winning a share of the Big yeah. Ten no, championship. Like, no, St. Louis should realistically be like two and eighteen or two and twenty. However many games they've had to have canceled. Uh, same thing with Miami. I mean, Miami, ever since they've started back up, they've been winning and they've lost a few games. But still, y- you had that week, st- week or more stretch off where you didn't play a single game. And it's on you because you didn't follow the guidelines. Correct. Here's your playoff teams as we speak. Because the first two teams in each division, they get in, then there's two wild cards. So in the AL, you got the Yanks and the Rays. Then you got... The Twins and the Tigers. Right now, you got Oakland, who has the best record at thirteen and six, mm-hmm. and Texas, who is a that's a that's a that's a surprise. And then your wild cards are the White Sox and Cleveland, who I think are the two of the better teams there. Mm-hmm. That we'll see how it goes. Now in the National League, the Marlins and Atlanta. Atlanta, you expect the Marlins are supposed to be last. Well. You got to go back to they they, they, they didn't played play last that many. games. Yeah, the Cubs who. 
I don't think anyone gave the Cubs a shot this year. They're twelve and three. The Reds, and I love watching this Reds team. They, they're something. They, they're on the come. They're coming up. Those two would make the playoffs. Colorado and, of course, the Dodgers, who are probably the best team in baseball. And the wild cards, San Diego playing really well. Mm-hmm. And the Brewers, who he expected to be back up there. But then you got the St. Louis Cardinals, who have played five games, and they got to make all these games up in the, in the next you know couple of months yep. to make this going. So that, that's where you're at right now in baseball. Basketball, they're just rounding out now to see – Who's going to play the Lakers? Other than that, everything is locked in. You got Boston, excuse me, you got Milwaukee and Orlando in the East. Then you got Toronto and Brooklyn. Boston will play Philly. And Miami will play the Pacers. Out West, you got the Lakers, they're number one. They're waiting for either Portland, Memphis, Phoenix, or San Antonio. The other series are locked in Clippers against Dallas, Denver and Utah, OKC. And oh, I thought I think I did that wrong. Denver, Utah, and OKC's playing somebody. OKC's playing Houston. Houston, that's the one. That's the one. And uh, that should be fun. James Harden, your favorite player, guys? No. Going against his old team? <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Now, he's hurt. He might not play for no, a while. No, Westbrook is Westbrook hurt. Westbrook is yes. hurt. Russell, Russell, and Russell Westbrook. And then this time next week, we're going to find out who has the number one pick in that's the NBA right. draft. Next Thursday is the NBA draft lottery. Please let the Knicks get it. Or the Pistons. I was going to say, man, come on. But the Knicks, the spirit of 1973 lives on. Don't make me get into that, please. Thanks to David B. and Ellington behind the glass. Ethan and Stevie Mack, thank you guys. That was fun. Kevin Allen, that was great talking hockey with him. Uh, We'll do it again next week, guys. Stay healthy. Enjoy. Do your lacrosse. Do your thing. And, uh, Ethan, you stay out of trouble. Will do. All right. King and Foster are coming up next right here on NRM Streamcast. It's Maz. Have a great weekend, everyone.